Okay, today's conversation is going to sound a little bit um, personal um, because I'm talking to my niece and um, and she's also a mom uh, to a, an adorable little girl who I love to beat. And this little girl has me wrapped around her finger and I'm loving that feeling of being wrapped around somebody's finger and it's an ox- an awesome experience. I woke up late. Okay, how come? Tired. Is it? Woke up late about what? Twelve o'clock. I don't know. Because <laughs> you were having a shower about half past 12 in the afternoon. Was it, it wasn't half past 12. It was about it was half like past 12. before 12. Was it? Mm. Okay. <laughs> it must have been about 12. Yeah, it was 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You've been grounded? Have you ever been grounded? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, not all the time, but a lot. Is it? How come? I don't know. (laughs) Doing things I wasn't supposed to do. (laughs) That's that's what the kids my age were doing. Yeah. But this is the thing I don't get about the whole thing of grounding, is the fact that what purpose does it serve? I don't know. I'm supposed to listen. <laughs> and if I don't listen, I must feel. Yeah, but but it's like for us during my we time. You can't get beat anymore. can't get beat when you're 15, 16. So you get grounded. Yeah. But in your room, what do you have in your room? You've got the television, you've got the radio, you've got headphones, you've got iPod, you've got... Okay, what did you have in your room? TV. So, so that's the point. That's that's not but grounded. I don't know if I was allowed to watch it though. But unless the only the only significant time I remember being grounded, I don't know if I had TV, but I had my phone taken off me, and I couldn't go anywhere apart from the garden in the corner shop. I so say it was like a. Um, I was about fifteen. Ish. So it was like lockdown. Yeah. You could only play well, in your garden. I wasn't that bored though. I don't remember being that bored. Yeah. Mm. Saying that though. <laughs> Saying that though, I was, um, I was quite smart. So I had my phone taken off me, but I'd always kept the old phone that I'd upgraded from. Mm. And then I also, for some reason, had spare SIM cards. So if I knew I was going to get grounded, I'd get my phone taken off me. I used to put the spare SIM card in the phone that I knew was getting taken off me. Give that give that away fine. And then I'd have my secret phone with my proper SIM card in. <laughs> <laughs> You're crafty. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait until your daughter gets to your age. Yeah, but I should know all the tricks by then. Yeah, but all the same. There's always new tricks, though. Mm-hmm. There's always new tricks. 
Because <laughs> already at her age now, she's ready. She's she she's she makes it easy. She can easily have us. I mean, we are wrapped yeah, around the figure. Yeah. I did it the other day. She asked, she wanted a bath with me. She sat in there on the on the cooker. She's like, "Oh, mommy, are you gonna get in the bath with me?" And then she was like, "Please." And I was like, "How can I say no to your face? You're so beautiful." And then she was like, <laughs> "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> she knows she knows uh, she, when people are saying things like that as well mm. not directly to her but she's listening and she'll she'll play uh, on it yeah but actually I was listening to somebody yes I think somebody sent me a video um, and it says that the first seven years of a child's life that's when they learn literally everything um, who are this I think it was the Oh, is it the Jesuits? Says, give me a child and I will give you a man. Mm. You know, I've so, heard that before. Yeah, so like the seven years that, the first seven years of a kid are the best years w- for them to learn because they're learning language, they're learning this and that, they're watching, and you don't have to teach them anything. Mm. They are like observing and learning. Mm-hmm. It's freaky. I think the guy was talking about the whole idea of <clears throat> of the you were saying that the film the matrix is not a film it's a documentary and I'm thinking that's deep yeah I've I've wanted to watch it uh, no, I've watched it I've watched it but I feel like now that I'm older and I know certain things and I know more things I want to watch it again and watch it from a different perspective but anything can be skewed to actually meet our own needs, though. Mm. If you look at it, and because if you look at it, I think many films usually mirror life. Mm. You know, do you not feel like they're telling us things as well, though? The what? Do you, do you not feel like they're telling us things as well, though, in the films? The what? Do you not think they're telling us things? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I was listening to. <laughs> In my head, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking, what is she saying? And I'm also conscious that if it's silent, it's like, people will be like, what's happening? There's too much silence. <laughs> ah, no, but this is, I've, I've often, to be honest, I've worked in film, I worked in film for, since <clears> I was, <throat> since I finished school. But I actually started studying film. I then studied film in this, in a literal sense, you know, like um, some of the hidden messages in films and what mm. have you. I I think some writers make it conscious, are mm. conscious. It's the same like with books, that you know, books sometimes are littered with information that you can use for other things other than what the story is telling. You know, it's 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 like anything can be used to. I mean, some people used to rave about Animal Farm. Uh, they used to the book Animal Farm, and then they I had about the Nintendo game. Then <laughs> <laughs> loads of people are raving about that too. Is it? Yeah. In what sense? I know. I was talking about it at work. Uh, I talk about it at work, and I'm just like. Mm. It's just me and you playing animal. Oh, can you send me some mushrooms? 
<laughs> I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, going back to what we're saying. So you are, you are grounded mm-hmm. and you have a TV in your room. Yeah, but I don't know if I watched it. Oh, okay. I don't know if I was allowed to watch TV. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I didn't grow up with a TV. We didn't even have a TV at home, so mm. it didn't really make any difference. We didn't have a TV, neither did we have a radio during my time, which shows, you know, how old I am. But we didn't have any of that, so there was no entertainment. So, And we didn't even have a room to go to. <laughs> like, um, so we used to get beaten. That's it. You get beaten and that's it. I'd rather it. get beat. It's yeah. temporary. Mm. Very temporary. But, like you rightly say, I mean, let me tell you, getting a beaten has got its own issues. Mm. Because it's, it's, it's like, what's the measure? What what kind of beaten do you get when it, it sort of like translates from just a beating just to say somebody you did this and it's wrong, or I'm angry with you, I'm going to beat the goodness out of you. And sometimes there's a fine line between the two. Sometimes, you know, you you say, I'm going to smack my child because they did something, mm. you know, like a tap on the mm. hand or the, the buttocks or whatever. Or I am going to kick the goodness out of this kid. And I've seen some people actually getting beat. You know, like to a point that it it it's not about correcting the kid. Mm. It's about it's abuse. Yeah. And 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 many parents do that. And I think sometimes they you you can do it out of anger and when then it abuse. Yeah, that's why I don't like to hit Zar because I just feel like that's just me getting at my frustration. That's it. That's and it. that's I, not fair on her, especially yeah. when she's just learning. Things. That's the thing. That's the thing. But then it is also hard. Most of them, yeah. like, I want to smack your legs. Yeah. No, don't smack my legs. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's all you have to say. It's the same mm. as, it, with. I have smacked her legs before, though. She did something. Mm-hmm. What she did. Mm. It's the same with. Uh, we never, we never sort of, you know, kind of smacked in. Well. The youngest one, Jacob, never got any smacking. All you had to do is to look at him somewhere, and Jacob will suddenly go, Aah! you know. That's what I'm like with Zayn Lee. Mm. Zayn Lee and Gigi and Kai can just mm. give him a look. That's it. Not Zah, though. Zah's immune to the look. It's because Zah is you. <laughs> it's because she is you. Mm. I mean, your nieces and nephews two different things, but... Za is just you. She's you. She's your DNA. She's everything. That's what I'm saying. You know, like as, as she grows, I mean, me. your hair is going to get gray. Yep. And then you'll start taking medication. <laughs> no, I'm, to be honest, she's not that bad. She's, I think of all the kids that, you know, of all the nieces and nephews, well, she's very calm, mm. you know. Because sometimes you, you, when she comes over, it's just like you can see that she's, it's like she's an old soul. Yeah, for lack of a better term. 
Do you feel like a lot of kids these days are like bad or restless or whatever because they're just all about technology? I think, I think what's, what's, I mean, what's evident as an old person is that um, kids are constantly given something to occupy them mm. to a point that they don't really know how to occupy themselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like sit in front of TV. I saw this back in the day uh, when we were coming up, when opera was a thing. Some people would leave their kids in front of the television to watch like the opera show or to watch a cartoon or whatever you. And, and, and they are not like encouraged to make their own entertainment, to be mm. creative. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's where the problem is with a lot of kids. I think that's why kids are the way they are, mm. hooked onto their smartphones, onto your smart tablets or whatever devices they have, because they don't have the creativity to make their own entertainment. We grew up with our own. We used to make cars out of wires. Mm. Wire cars. Come on. We used to use like old tires and then we rolled them down the road with somebody inside the tire. <laughs> you know, the big tires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put somebody in the middle of the tire and then roll it down the road. It was dangerous at the time, yeah. but it was entertainment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of things that we did, which your age group does not probably know. Mm. You know, uh, I was watching something and then somebody says, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, take the floppy disk and, and, and it oh, says, floppy disk. what is a floppy disk? Yeah. <laughs> and the little, and the little, um, cassettes and stuff. Yeah. No, but they don't know mm. floppy disk. Video. Did, video. Did you, were you around, well, Walkman? Did you yeah. ever have a Walkman? Yeah. What about the disk and a, one? And a CD one. Oh, yeah, CD one. They were rubbish because you couldn't run with them. Yeah, and if it was in your bag and it just pressed, then you couldn't. You couldn't yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But so there's a lot of things I think which the your your kids, mm. you know, like your your generation probably was the last one that actually knew the old tech or the old way of doing things. Yeah, this new generation has no clue. I know. They That's why I don't like start watching TV and stuff a lot. Mm. And like, and like going on my phone to play games and stuff. Like I'd rather her keep her imagination and her creativity and play with mm. her toys and stuff. Mm. Like look how she plays with that Peppa Pig thing at your house. Yeah. With the sheet, with the, the piece of paper thing. That's it. And it's, a, and it's just 2D, just a print, and she'll like put the thing down the slide and all sorts. That's it. So they still hope. Mm. <laughs> they still hope. I just think, you know, like probably uh, because... Also because, you know, the family unit is no longer the same. Mm -hmm. It's no longer the same. I mean, kids are not growing with a mom and a dad. Or even if they grow with a mom and a dad, uh, either both parents are working. So you are raised by somebody else as, either than your parents, mm -hmm. which, which is problematic in its own way because uh, the value system that parents do have for the, are not passed to their kids because... Mm -hmm. The bulk of the time is 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 actually given to them by other people who don't have, who don't love them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody once said a while back. He said, you know, um, it's hard to get kids, uh, teachers who are good with your kids because they don't love your kids. Mm. 
You see what I'm saying? So when you get that teacher who loves your child, they want the best for your child. And they will do everything to actually make sure that your child learns. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But we don't. I don't think we we have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Where where it's no longer where for some having teaching was a calling, if you know what I mean. Something that you think you are born for. I'm born to teach. Mm. It's not just a career. If it's a career. You know, at eight twenty in the morning, you're going into your classroom or nine o'clock, and at three twenty, that's it. You leave the classroom. You don't have to think about the kids. You don't have to. You probably may have some marking to do, and that's it. You don't have to think about it. Holiday. You don't think about the work you do. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So. Having teachers who are actually think that it's their purpose to teach, you'll suddenly find that they teach different. Yeah, they are the ones who are good with the kids, mm. who basically go out of their way to to make kids learn a little bit better. You know, I am um, when I I mean I, I used to be a lecturer. I, I taught well. To be honest, I started like in primary school. I I've taught at secondary school. I've taught at college. I've done some classes at the university. Um, I think if you are able to connect with kids, like not necessarily just because you are the guy in front of the class, if you are able to connect with them at a personal level, um, you have to be that guy who wants to know what's happening with them at home. Yeah, you know, uh, be interested. Be interested in the things that they do outside the class. You know, so that they are not only just this dim- one dimension person who comes to you in a classroom. You have to kind of bring like a holistic way of doing things with them. And then you suddenly find that kids respond to that. They yeah. respond to somebody who doesn't only show interest for them in class, but they are interested in what's happening outside the class. Because that shapes the whole person. I don't know. I mean, you you finished school. When did you finish school? Like secondary school. Two thousand nine. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to kind of put you in a spot. You know, like, to say you know, you know. I know two thousand and nine. But what are your what are your memories of your of your teachers at school? I don't think I really warmed to any, mm. to many, actually. Um, there was a music teacher, but I can't remember his name. He was nice. <laughs> he was nice. Um, I don't know. There was there was teachers that um, a lot of kids, especially the naughty kids, liked. Like there was one called Miss Moody, but I didn't really like her because I felt like she didn't give the good kids the time of day. Mm. her attention was on the back and I get that she might want to help them but I don't know I feel like I couldn't have gone to her mm. for help or whatever but I, I think also now things have changed though. don't you think your expect I mean like people's expectations of teachers has changed now 
because back in the day, I mean, we were teachers came and taught. Hmm. They knew our parents. For me, I know my my teachers knew my parents. Mm. We didn't have like parents' evening or anything of that nature, but the teachers knew my family, you know, because usually the teachers lived in the same community in yeah. which they taught, so they knew what the issues were around the community. So it made things easier if you were if you messed around down the road. The teacher knew. <laughs> The teacher knew, or if you messed around in school, your parents knew because yeah. the teacher will tell them. We didn't even have phones at home that somebody can phone. If you messed up in school, nobody was phoning for your parents to come and get you. They did not do that. You got a beating in school, <laughs> and then you got home and got a beating too. You know, so there was a lot of beating to go around. So you made sure that <laughs> he didn't mess around. He didn't mess around. But yeah, I think I think I think your generation missed like a big chunk of learning, right? You know, getting the sleeper, getting the cord, getting the whip, getting <laughs> the whip, ruler, you know. getting the ruler. We I think you used to beat us with everything. Teachers could See, beat I wouldn't, you with I everything. definitely wouldn't. I don't feel like I'd misbehave in school if teachers could beat me because back to the whole love thing, don't love you, so they'll, they will beat you. Yeah, that's the thing. They will. And feel no way about it because they're not your child. That's the thing. I think that's the only problem. I think, really, to be honest, I think the things changed in terms of how you <clears throat> discipline, how, because I, I know there was a case Either was it Malawi or Zambia, where a teacher beat a student and the student died, and then that's when a lot of things started changing um, in terms of how teachers discipline kids in school. Mm. No longer was there because it was more like capital punishment. You mm. know, you you get the belt, you get the stick, you get this, you get that, and some 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 teachers would bring their own custom-made tools to kind of beat students. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was cruel. That's so bad. Imagine looking around the house thinking, oh, yeah, that would be good. That's I'm going to take that to school. Yeah, I'll take it to school. I mean, I remember I went to school with this other guy. I think I was in the fourth, third or fourth grade. They will beat that guy and he will not make a sound. He will not even acknowledge that he was getting a beating. He was older and he's like older and bigger than us. Mm. Never cried, never did nothing. Did it hurt him now? It never showed that it hurt him. I think he had been in the war or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like when I went to school, it's People like. That's scary though, because. That's, that's what I mean. I don't that's know what, what I mean. they might be doing, think that doesn't affect them. Point exactly. Point exactly. Um. Because really, and they used to beat him more as if to try and make sure that he felt the pain. So, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because if you don't, if you don't make any sound, they think, you know, it's not, not difficult. Yeah, enough. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it hard enough. And I think that it was a problem. It was a problem. Mm-hmm. I really, because I left that school in the fourth grade. So I did third and fourth grade. Um, I never saw him after that. 
because we also moved from the town where we were to to another one to another township not too far from yeah so i never really it would be interesting to know what became of him mm. you know cuz when i was in school it's like it was just after the war back home and um a lot of people who had been taken into the war were given options to go back and study so we used to go to class with people who were grown mm. or like some grown people mm. you know who had probably kind of killed people in the when they were soldiers or something you know what i'm saying so it was grown people who used to go to class with grown people you know which in essence was a great thing for them because they were learning you know but yeah it would be interesting to know what happened to him yeah there was there were i i do remember like we were talking about the teachers who who influenced me there was a guy um i think it was i can't remember what the guy's name pilime he ended up working in the local library he moved from teaching to the local library oh did he always work i can't remember but this guy was very influential in my growing up mm. yeah he was very very influential even when he worked in the library like sometimes if i needed a particular book he make sure that it's there he was he was a good guy and then there was a guy who taught us i think he was in i was in the 6th grade he i think he had traveled he had, he was also he had been in the war he was a soldier in the war so when he came back to teach us he understood me he got me you know he got me and there he used to tell us stories of great adventures i've always been interested in stories mm-hmm. and i think that's why i went into film i went into film because of that whole ability to tell stories and he was he was a wealth of stories man and he was also cool but i think he was a drunk oh. no but like <laughs> he was a drunk <laughs> cuz this is the thing i think uh, back in the days like um certain things were not like a big deal you could be a drunk and teach i'm mm. sure you could have you know like some problems you know and still you know kind of do your work because i think the problem is nowadays is um people forget they forget their purpose and there's a result you find that certain things that usually um they do outside their work environments that's creeping into their work environment mm-hmm. and i think that's where the problem is I'm not saying that you know people can you know kind of put the compartments as a compact what's what's the word you know and put everything in 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 sort of the compartments mm. there's a word that uh, some fancy word but yeah but yeah it was interesting so back to you school mm-hmm. so you don't remember your teachers except the the math, the, the music one Yeah, But were you interested were you interested in music? I know you were interested in music at some point. Not music at school. Oh, outside <laughs> school. Because you were in the choir, you were in our choir mm. when when you when you were coming up. I don't think I had a choice. 
Yeah, because I was looking at a video. I was recently looking at a video of, of the choir, and you were there. There, you were like some oh lanky little kid at the side. I need to see this video. Yeah, I have it. I think I have it. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I'm thinking, ah, oh, she looks so little. You know, because you were one of the the youngest ones in our choir. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember when the first time, actually, you must have been three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you the community choir, when you came, when your mom came with you to the community choir. Yeah? Three or four? You were little. Yeah, you forget that I've known you since you was like a baby. Three. Yeah. Four. And you used to carry like a foofy. Hmm? You know, like a like a blankie. Me? Something you were carrying, because I have a photograph for you when you was little. Huh? Yeah. A photograph I took, yeah. And I remember also taking a photo when we went on a walk with... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to remember. You know, yeah, you probably won't remember. Yeah. I used to carry a little blanket thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a little blanket. Yeah. A little something. A little something. A little comfort something. Yeah, comfort that something. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. Mm. Yeah, when you were there. Yeah, yeah, I have known you almost a year. And what other picture did you say? I think that's, those are the two photos I have. Or well, the other one is Laurie carrying when we went on a walk. We went on a walk like in, uh, what is it, like near Wello? You know, we used to go up to Wello as a, with the church and then mm. just go on a hike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a photograph of Laurie. Yeah. I need to see these pictures. It might bring back some memories. Mm. Oh, yeah. It may, it may help to kind of deal with your issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, actually, my oh, like, come on. I, the, I was saying to someone, I don't know who it was. It might have been you. I don't know. The only, I don't know if it was you actually. The only memories I have are bad ones, mm-hmm. or memories that someone else has told me, or like a, seeing a picture and remembering. Mm. I don't just remember like to remember. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very it nice to be like, oh yeah, when I was four, this happened, or when I was seven. Yeah, but who remembers? When I was before? eight, I had a bug and I was sick and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. That's my earliest memory I remember. Yeah, we, we, I mean, yeah, um, I'm sure you know what. I think I, I, I don't know. I think all of us are like that. We don't really remember. No, a lot of people do. They Trust do. Me, a lot of people remember a lot. Mm. And I saw on YouTube this woman was talking about she has she remembers everything, everything from <gasps> being little. Oh, it'd be like um, I used to we used to watch this program. Me and John used to watch this thing called Monk. Mm. And he's a detective. Mm. <laughs> he he remembers the day he was born. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He says he says I remember. Coming out, it was dark. And then I remember coming out and then somebody smacking me. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember some, somebody smacking. Who says I was naked? And I remember somebody smacking me and I didn't like that. Yeah, so. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure some people kind of remember that that, mm. that far. 
But so, so I mean, like, as you are raising Za, who is now two, she's two, right? Where are you drawing your lessons from on how to raise it? Because it's not like we 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 are we have a manual of raising children. I don't know. I think over the years, because I've got so many young kids around me, like family members, um, I, I've been watching how they discipline the kids and how their kids act and then I've like decided like oh, I don't want to do that mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I do this but one of like- the main things for me especially like discipline and with Zar testing boundaries and stuff obviously with Zay Laura used to she'd just empty threat him all the time mm-hmm. so obviously he's going to continue doing what he's doing because he knows nothing's going to come of it mm-hmm. and I feel like Obviously, he's got his issues now anyways, but I feel like he could be better, like, a bit better at least. <laughs> Come on. Things are not clear, cut, is that? This is the thing. No, uh, but just, like, when he was younger, because I was, it. like, if you think about it, my dad's able to tame him, tame him. My mom, even, he's even different with me. Mm. Because he knows he can't get away with things with those specific people with Laurie he can like I st- I I used to have him quite a bit when he was younger and I'd tell him off or whatever and then I'd tell him again if I have to tell you one more time you're going on the step or whatever the discipline was and he'd listen and if he didn't listen he would go on the step if Laurie did it she'd be like you're gonna go on the step and then he'd do it. Mm. If you do that again, you're going to go on the step. He'd do it. You're going to go on the step. And it was just constantly that. So it got to the point where he was then, I've started to find it difficult because I'm like, I'm trying to be a certain way with him and discipline him a certain way. Obviously, he's not my child, but he's making it harder because she's not consistent with it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes... I feel like consistency, consistency is really important. Not just for discipline, but for a lot of things. No, it's true, it's true. I mean, consistency is the key. It's always mm-hmm. the key. I mean, um, it basically kind of c- cuts across a variety of other things that we do. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, to be honest, but then on the other hand, it's like um, we only see a glimpse of what people are dealing with. Mm-hmm. We don't really see, unless we are with them. Well, I was living with her at this point. Oh, yeah, well, it's only like still a glimpse. Mm-hmm. Mm. Still a glimpse. Mm. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's still a glimpse. I was and there to help out. Yeah. But this is the thing. They say it takes a village mm. to raise a child. Uh, I, 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 see, I see single moms or single dads, you know, kind of basically struggling. It, for us, for me, raising, raising your cousins, it's been the same. Mm. It's the same... Not every kid is the same. There's a difference. I mean, like, um, you find that you put more work in others than you will do with others. You see what I'm saying? It's, 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 um, that's how it is. That's how it is. There, some people are more work than others. Mm. You know, we, I think sometimes we, we I won't say we assume, but it's unfortunate that when we see other people's children, we expect a polished product. 
we we sometimes we forget that they are also still on a journey trying to figure things out and trying to find themselves mm. i mean i'm i was hard i was hard, i was hard on benjamin uh because he was our first and because we have never had a book mm. that says first thing in the morning take <laughs> them out of their room <laughs> take them to have a shower and brush their teeth and comb their hair and do this and then feed them once you feed them <laughs> we don't have that there's no manual for so we are basically making the rules as we go along cause one again like you rightly said we are we learned from observing our parents when mm. they were raising us or raising our siblings mm. and and even that I remember when um, when I I remember I used to say when I say when I have my own kids I'm not going to lay a hand on them I will not <laughs> shout at them I will not punish them and now suddenly you have one of these for yourself yeah and you're doing exactly what your parents did with mm-hmm. you you know what I'm saying we we basically do the same things that we has been not done to us but we do the things that we have learned that has been around us it's, it's it's i think it's that's all we know yeah you know that's all we know i think you know like sometimes i think because we we are only exposed to people in like small like in like small windows of especially in this part of the world in the in the in the, in the uk or in the west mm-hmm. people have no time for each other we have no time for each other we only see each other you know like probably say, oh yeah yeah you're going to come over for dinner yeah and you know in that dinner time it's only probably going to be an hour or so yeah it's not long enough to know somebody and to understand what they are about i think to understand somebody you have to be exposed to more than just that and sometimes this i grew up at a time where you could go and visit somebody at their work and you didn't even have to phone ahead and tell them you were coming. Mm. No. Just pop around, somebody will pop around your work and expect you to take them out to lunch. You know? Yeah. Because it is what it is. It's like when it comes when it comes to how human beings are, we we can't expect people to be stuck to our own schedule. Yeah. I think we think people are productive because this time and the timetable people are productive irregardless of a time or a timetable it's we can make people productive by creating an environment where they can become their best their better versions of themselves that's why sometimes <clears throat> i i have a problem with certain manage, management structures mm-hmm. because there's an expectancy to be the best that you can be but the environment is so toxic and so sick mm-hmm. that you can't be the best that you can be mm-hmm. and cuz if the environment really has to make you uh if if you want to be productive in that environment it, it has to be tailor made to yourself mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you plan your own time you plan your your environment you get the tools that you need for 
for that very thing. It's the same things when we are, when we are raising children, when the children are young. Like for Zah, for instance, she has her toys. She has, she has this. We we will engage her. We will play around with her. We will, you know, make sure that you know we are there, and she knows we are there, mm-hmm. and we also affirm her. Good job. Oh, you look beautiful today. You are gorgeous. Well, I told her uh, you are gorgeous. Go I would like to do her. I make her go and look in the mirror. Yeah. Tell her how beautiful she is. She I told her. <laughs> <laughs> I told her. I remember the first time I told her. I say, say, you look gorgeous. Says, I know. Says, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm thinking, come on. <laughs> she knows. That's the thing. When kids understand and really get it, they become like this. You can see somebody who has been nurtured well mm. in the way they carry themselves, in the way they speak, in the way they present themselves. We didn't, not many of us had that. Because mm. one, the lives that our parents lived was so difficult and so hard that if their lives were so hard that it was hard for them to kind of, when they come home, they're tired. Mm-hmm. The last thing they want is, all they want is quiet and, and calm. And if you came in and made noise and all that kind of, you get beat. So you never really have time with, they never had any time with us because they were working for somebody who expected them to be working like a dog. Yeah. And they were not getting paid as, you know, like mm-hmm. relative good pay. So it's like sometimes I've, I find like I'm more forgiving now of my parents mm-hmm. because now I understand how hard a life they had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, the, and I think the moment I started moving forward was when I realized that hmm, they worked hard. We were fed. Yeah. You know, we were clothed. We had the roof over our heads. And the things that we take for granted. We didn't have a TV, but that's not, that's not really a thing. We didn't have radio. We didn't. We could hear radio from the neighbors. <laughs> so what? We used to go. Actually, this is the thing. We used to go to a house like a couple of blocks from our house to go watch TV, mm. and we will watch TV from outside the yard. Like <laughs> you see where my car is at, <laughs> like about <laughs> nearly fifty meters away. They will open their their window. Oh, that's nice. So they'll open the curtains, their nice. window, and you could see the black and white TV there. And we watched the film from outside there. Why didn't they just let you in? Uh, because it wasn't the thing. <laughs> it wasn't the thing. Yeah, that's their house, isn't it? Mm. You can't have, you know, kind of, even though the community, people knew us and stuff, but you couldn't go close and just, it wasn't like a cinema. Remember, it's still their house. <laughs> they just happen to have a TV that everybody wants to watch. Well, how many people used to come in? Lots. Lots. Oh, okay, okay. A okay, lot okay, of okay, people okay. from the... Co- oh, I thought yeah. you were just talking about your family. I can say no. Oh, you in. No, not our oh, family. Yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah, it was like people from around the neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Like if we were going to watch like $6 million. Did they, they want to charge it, though? No. 
That's good. Like wanted to go and watch like six million dollar. You know, like six million. It's it's coming along like six o'clock. Everybody running to where there's somebody. I knew actually two families that had a TV in the whole community. Mm-hmm. Good money. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's crazy, man. But so, okay. If you were to, if you were, if you were to undo, I know you're saying that you don't remember a lot of stuff when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you were to undo some of the things that you can remember? Of your life, what would you if do? If I had to undo, yeah, if you could redo, I redo like, or undo, especially with like my anxiety and stuff, I definitely wouldn't be as secretive. Because my mum mm-hmm. was saying that, like with the whole water situation, I used to hide it well, mm-hmm. um, and she, so she didn't think it was an issue. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe I'd have just said that I feel. I don't just say how I feel. Obviously, mm. I don't know how I felt at the time, but obviously something wasn't right. Um, what else? That's probably the biggest thing for me. Mm. Yeah. But then I always think if you change how you are or how things have happened back in the past, then what would you be like now? Like I could be a completely different person, a person that I don't like. Mm. And I prefer this person that I am now. No. I hear you. It's like when you watch the films and they go back in time, and then because they've changed one thing from back in back then, everything else has changed. Mm. Like, for example, we us guys not, might not be that close because I started coming to you guys all the time when I was pregnant and I was struggling mm. with my anxiety and stuff. My mum was like, "Just go around to the house; they're always there." And mm. I started coming, like, if I hadn't have gone through that, would I have been coming all the time now? But what you don't remember, you used to come before. When? Um, we were still at the, at the house. Mm-hmm. Before you even what, went What, with other people? Uh, it was you and Sylph, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was before oh, you went I off rem- to university. Before you went to university. It must have been before she moved then as well. Yeah, it was before she moved. I remember one time I came to Grandma's. Were you, were you living at Grandma's or were you just there and we did that song in the basement? That horrendous song. No, that wasn't that. That was at our old house where we were. Hmm? It was at our old house, the Shining Bank. Oh, we did that song? Mm-hmm. No, that song was in Grandma's basement. It was in the cellar. Yeah. It was in the cellar? Yeah. But you, you, I remember you coming to... And I feel where, like the, the whole, all the setup was like in that corner. In the corner, yeah, the kinda, bottom, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But I remember also when we, we were in the other house. Before you went off to university. It was a long time. It must have been a long time before then. Oh, yeah. I mean, like if we were in the studio in the basement, then that was... Way before then, that was like yeah, because Sue was still in. That would have been like two thousand nine ish, around then. Yeah, two thousand nine ish. No, that was wait two thousand. No, not two thousand nine. Two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. No, we moved to the new house in two thousand seven. It was two thousand seven. In fact, I remember we used to come with my mom when you lived. Was it Manor Road? 
man around there. Oh, my no ox. Yeah. You were little. Mm. We used yeah. to get um, barracuda all the time. Oh, yeah. Because we, cause we used to move from, we used to walk to the choir place from, that's when we were still in the community choir back then. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, one day See, you now, were, you, now you're refreshing some memories. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember ever being in the house. Like, I don't remember what your house looked like in Manor Oaks. Mm. I just remember, like, I can kind of vaguely remember the area and driving up to the, the house, I think. Mm. But I don't remember what it looks like inside. Mm. Yeah, I remember. I remember, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we, we don't have to mention everything we remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is like sometimes they just start mentioning stuff. I'm like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, we we've been around each other for a while, to be honest. <laughs> but no, but maybe you're, you're you're definitely right. Sometimes it's like, um, but because we don't know how things will live then. I mean, it's like a hypothetical situation where mm-hmm. you say, you know, if you were to change one thing, what mm-hmm. would happen? Because usually, I think. If I had had made certain decisions about certain things, um, probably I would have never ended in the UK. I would have been in the States. Mm. I would have been in New York. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember when um, we were shooting this film, uh, Power of One. Actually, yeah, we were shooting Power of One in 1991. A friend of mine, I think Keith Ellis, he was the storyboard guy for for John Avidson in, in Disney Power of One. And he said, you know, if I wanted to come to New York, he had a, he had a place in New York at the time. And I'm thinking, should I? We were here in the UK. I call it, all I needed to do was to just take a trip from the UK to the States. Mm. I would have, I would have been in, in New York, str- strung up on some drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's the thing. That's the only thing that <laughs> creeped me out. I'm thinking, you know how it is. You know, like sometimes when you are, cause the movie industry has always been a crazy one. Mm-hmm. I was working for Warner Brothers at the time. The film we did was with Warner Brothers. Morgan Freeman was in that one. Uh, Daniel Craig. Mm. I knew Daniel Craig when he was he was in his teens. Mm. Uh, the guy Stephen Doff. Have you ever seen Blade? Yeah. Blade with uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. The guy who played Deacon Frost, you know, the bad guy in, 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 in Blade. I knew him when he was a kid. Mm. Uh, there was another Faith, Faith Masterson. She was a British actor. And there was Faith Edwards, another British actor. Um, yeah. And then, I think it was John Carney. No, it wasn't John Carney. The guy who plays the dad in, in, in the Black Panther. No, 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 no. That's not him. There was another guy, another South African actor mm-hmm. who was also in, in the film. I've, I've, yeah. I could have been in New York. Mm-hmm. Or I could have been um, a prolific actor. <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing. I w- you never know. You never really know because 
I'm a believer that everything usually comes full circle. Mm. You know, because sometimes you make decisions and then circumstances probably kind of takes you on a detour. And then you go a certain way to experience other things. Mm. And those things usually kind of make you who you are. Mm. And then in reflection, you think, oh, yeah, I think I'll try this thing one more time just to see. Because I have a friend, I have a friend, uh, David, David Wurawa. He's based in Austria. He is awesome. He's an awesome actor. He's done like Wallipa films and stuff. And he's doing well. Because, you know, some of the movies, the films that they've been doing, have got awards, you know, like literally everywhere. Mm. I often, you know, think if I had stuck, stuck at it, you know, stuck at the whole acting thing, I know I would have done done well. I think financially. Yeah. I'll be rich. <laughs> I'll be rich, but I wouldn't know you. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know you because I would have never bothered to come to the UK because the UK was never really my first place to go to. Mm. Um, I was thinking more of the States. Um you know, somewhere like China or something. Because at that time also I was interested in martial arts. I mean, I was doing you know, karate, kung fu. Um, so those, that part of the world would probably be more, more appealing and stuff. Mm. You know. Britain? <laughs> Even the films that we watched that were British were grey and boring. Yeah. <laughs> All this grey and yeah. boring. The only like thing I like... The, oh yeah, the only films I like that were British were Benny Hill. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, Benny Hill, like this comedy, inappropriate comedy that they used to show on on on, on yeah about the British thing. You know that whole you know the, the lady who died not too long ago, Barbara Windsor. Yeah. Yeah, she used to do this thing like Carry On. Yeah, Carry On films. You know, like yeah, it was like. It was porn that they showed in, you know, like people's body parts out in the open, chasing each other and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. That was like British humor. <laughs> <laughs> it was British humor. British humor has always been kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's always been kind of weird. Because if you look at the carry-on films, they're also kind of perfect. It's like innuendos and all that kind of stuff, and people are entertained by that. But that's being British. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I I think you know what when I look back, I think maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows where I could have been? Cause you know, there's some people are I, I used to talk about back in the day who who, who died, mm-hmm. who have gone, you know, who have gone. So I I'm. I'm grateful that I'm alive, maybe because of the change of lifestyle, because of the change of environment. Because yeah. I'm a believer that um, God in his awesome, infinite um, understanding and wisdom, he will set us on a path that sometimes it may seem like it's taking, away, taking us away from the things that we desire so that we're protected from from doom yeah you know so that you know nothing will kill us 
and and yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, eh, it's nice to reminisce, though. Even though you you don't remember yes, about a lot of stuff, mm. you know, you don't remember much. But how important though do you think it is for you to remember stuff though? I only want to remember um, whatever's happened to make me like this now, because mm. they say like this kind of stuff doesn't come for it, like it comes from some sort of trauma. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know what it is so I can kind of work on it and move forward. Yeah. It's like when people say to me, what are your triggers? I have no idea. Mm. I'd like to know where all this started, what happened. Mm. So what if you remember and then it just basically breaks you to bits? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping my family are the glue to help put me back together. Because mm-hmm. it's not come to think of it, it's like. Um, but I feel like I'm prepared for that. Like. Do you think? Yeah. Baby, you are not. <laughs> you no, are not. Not not prepared because I don't know what will happen. But I feel like if it was to happen, then I accept that it. Might happen. But I accept that it might happen. Yeah, but do you accept that it may come with stuff? Because everything that comes to us comes with stuff. Yeah. Because I, I I told you recently, you know, like um, um, certain things that I discovered about my growing up, and it it broke me. Mm. It it. It broke me, and I think sometimes, sometimes we we think we can handle certain situations. Mm. Um, but it's possible that we can survive certain things. Uh, yeah, actually, I think if you have a good support system around you, you yeah. suddenly find that you can survive anything because mm. you always have a go-to person. That's what I feel. But in your case, you don't have a go-to person. You only have, like, one go-to person, or probably one or two. No, but I feel people. like I could speak to you and Auntie Jo. Mm. But we probably kind of... Like really needed to. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come to you, but help me. <laughs> oh, come I on. Could do, I could do that. I feel like Is I could it? do that. More than I could to my mom. <laughs> come on. Come on. There's a lot of things that your mom can... But that's the thing. Do you know what? I yeah, think but sometimes you feel like you can't speak to parents about certain things. It's you possible, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's, it's... I think that's what... You know what? One thing that I worry about is my kids speaking to other people and and not only going to the source. Because I think... Um, this is the thing. I grew up in a culture. I mean, culturally, it's like um, usually you have that aunt. Usually you have that aunt you love. Mm-hmm. I had, actually, my aunties, I had three aunties who I loved. It's actually two of the aunties, my mom's uh, young sister 
and my imam's older sister. I loved them. And I think that they both died. I loved them to bits, and I could easily. It's like、um, our aunties could raise us as their own. I know my elder, my 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 auntie, my mom's older sister. She didn't have kids of herself, so. She was one of those, and I wish she was my mom.、Mm. I've had aunties who are great. I've had aunties who could easily, who could have easily mothered me. So I could speak to. I think I could easily speak to them, but I've never really found myself to speaking to any of them about any issues that I had. You know, when when I when I thought I was struggling as I was coming up. I don't think there was anyone in my family who understood because it wasn't the thing; it wasn't the done thing、mm-hmm. to talk about issues about things that were bothering you. I think your generation is lucky. Actually, we are growing at a time, but then we're growing at a time where you can talk to somebody. Literally, you can pick up a phone and talk to somebody about something that's bothering you.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but with us. I never knew stress or anxiety until I came to this part of the world. Yeah, no, I didn't because in our part of the world, in Zimbabwe where I grew up, it's like you feel some type of way, like you feel like like stressed or depressed and stuff, and people think probably say you go and talk to somebody,、mm. but they wouldn't. We didn't have a name for it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't have a name for it. It doesn't exist.、Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you don't have a name for it, it does not exist. And I'm sure I'm not saying that people were not stressed or depressed or whatever. I think some people were stressed and depressed, and then they ended up alcoholics, you know, drinking or smoking weed or whatever.、Mm. So you felt some type of way and smoked the blunt, or. You drunk, or you find some girl or something, or if you were or a boy or whatever, whatever you're into. So it's literally it's like many of us have we grew up with that kind of environment where if you had a headache, you drank tea because usually people have who. who I know a cousin of mine who basically, if he didn't have a cup of tea, he would start having a headache. You know what I'm saying?、Mm-hmm. And he drank tea. You know what I'm saying? So it's that thing. You always find that there's a thing that helps you to cope with something, but that's not. It, it doesn't really deal with the issue、mm-hmm. in itself. It basically stops it for a minute. It's like having a, a ibuprofen for、yeah. for a headache. You know what I'm saying? It does not really deal with the underlying issue. It just it's that's like and that's why I'd like to know. Yeah, what's going on? I know what、exactly. happened. Because I feel like I'm not the person that wants to just push things under the carpet,、mm. and I can try and help myself by doing certain things or whatever. But that to me is just like taking a paracetamol for a headache.、Mm. I'd rather find out why. Like even like down to that, if I have a headache, I won't take paracetamol. I'm like, have I drunk enough? Have I eaten enough? Have I slept enough?、Mm-hmm. Before I then go to the tablets.、Mm-hmm. And generally, I don't need to go to have the tablets because, like, I had a headache the other day, 
I knew I didn't sleep and I knew I hadn't drunk enough, so I was just drinking. Mm. And then I had it earlier night. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of you know kind of hopeful that maybe you'll get the answers that you need at some point. Um, but I, I, j- I hope you just take your time because mm. sometimes you know we'll rush the process and then it mushes us up further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, also do that. I mean, you, you, you have survived this long. Um, you've coped this far, and it's kind. Of, I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of. You know, it's kind of interesting to say that it just came out in recent years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, that you are actually thinking of actually dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel restricted, and I don't want to restrict that either. Because mm. I'm sure. Once you saw this out, you'll probably kind of help with how you raise her, mm. you know. Uh, Even yesterday we were talking on the way, we were coming to yours and she, after nursery and she was like, I want to go on a plane. I don't even know why she said plane, but she was talking about planes. She said, I want to go on a plane. And I was like, I want to take her on a plane. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just going to go on a plane, just me and her, because I'm terrified. Mm. And then that's me restricting her because of my fears. Mm. Mm. I will see. We have to figure out some way to kind of deal with it. Oh, I don't know. You know, at this moment in time, I'm stuck. I've I'm, g- I'm giving you a task. You've got to find all the pictures <laughs> from when I was younger. Especially uh, when I was like... I think I only got like a couple. That's fine. Like, <laughs> that's fine. I don't know about this thing that you said I used to carry around with me. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll, I need I'll to see that I think I have it. I've, yeah. Yeah. Is it what fine. you've sent me already? I think I sent it to you. But yeah. I used to carry that with me. Yeah, yeah. Because every time I say you, you hit it with it. Yeah, yeah. It's saying that there's probably come off my phone because my phone takes all the stuff. Mm. Yeah, because you sent me one of Laurie. I remember that. No, I've not got it on my phone. Mm. I'll find it. I'll find it for you. But yeah, it's always it's it's always a you know like. A, I look forward to these conversations, you know, because I mean that's all we have nowadays, especially with the with the whole lockdown and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah, last question. If well, last question for today. <laughs> if if you're offered this vaccine, are you going to take it? Nope. No, never. What are your reasons? I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what it's going to do to me now or long term. Uh-huh. No, thank you. Okay. And there's no. What is the point in me getting a vaccine for a strain that's old when it's the new strain? Apparently, that's going around at the moment. Okay. 
<laughs> you know what? You're gonna get yourself arrested for not being so. Can you take Zah if I get arrested? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I was talking to you. I was talking to your auntie about that. I'd rather get know. arrested than take it. Yeah. I say, you know what? Probably this like for it. This is like for off air. Definitely. We had some thoughts. We were discussing your business, as we always do. Yeah, of course. We always discuss your business. <laughs> we oh always do. We always discuss your business. I consider your business discussed all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we just go on along. Actually, I was talking to your auntie. I, I was go. I was on my walk, and I'm looking at my at, at my watch. After no, at my phone. I'm like. This is like nearly two hours. What is? No, me, me and her talking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I was walking all oh, on the, the way. Phone. Yeah, on okay. the phone. For literally nearly two hours. Mm-hmm. And I'll say probably one and a half hours of that. No, an hour of that was about you. About what? <laughs> yeah, we're about talking about you. Just about you. Say yeah. what? Where were we not? We can discuss you. You've I been mean, talking for an hour, saying what? Just talking about your business. What business? <laughs> me, me and that one. No, your business, just in general. You know, you know how it is. You know, that's what family do. You know, we 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 talk each other's business. You know, just to we put your world to right in our minds. Say, oh yeah, so if we do this and <laughs> and we do that and. And it's funny because if she, someone else has said that they've been talking about me for an hour, I'd be like, about what? And like, be defensive, like they're talking badly about me. But mm. nah, nothing. Yeah, we, 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 the same way I'll talk about Jacob and Benjamin okay, is the same way I'll talk about you. Because it's like, it's like, I think, you know, like every parent do worry about our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see. So we we talk about your guys' business and we plan your lives. Do you do this about Lori as well? Yeah, of course. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do. We talk about Lori. We talk about Zay and 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 the layer. We we talk about your guys' business. Okay. Yeah.